Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now they're advertised heavily on TV. They have big colourful displays. We walk into any pharmacy. But do multivitamins actually work? And why are they being sold to us so aggressively? Joining me now is registered dietitian Sarah Kyo. Sarah, how are you today? I'm good, Tom. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Um, there's always seems to be new stats and, and new uh, reports kind of coming out weekly to decry the previous week's reports and then tell you the opposite. <laughs> um, so vitamins, oh, I yeah. thought that was a no-brainer. They're good for you, but not according to this. So what it is, I mean, to be honest, most of them can actually be fine. But what I would see as a dietitian working for years is people taking too many, people not reading the instructions, people just taking something because they think they should um, without ever thinking about maybe what they need. So one of the things with vitamins is if you take high doses, particularly if take vitamins like vitamin A, you can actually overdose on it. You know, most vitamins will kind of pass through your system and you'll be fine. But, you know, there's definitely been a case in the past uh, in Ireland where someone was taking huge amounts of vitamin A um, because they were taking actually five different supplements that had five different names on them and didn't realise they were getting this and ended up giving themselves liver damage with it. So it can happen. So My I think what word. we need to... Why, why yeah, would you be taking? So, why would you take vitamin A? Just um... well, you see, what actually happened? This person wasn't even taking vitamin A. They had were taking. They were taking one supplement for arthritis, which had vitamin A, and if they were taking, um, which I loved, I think it was called like a life extension, life extending supplement or something like that, which was a multivitamin with vitamin A. They were taking a multivitamin with vitamin A, and then they were taking cod liver oil which also has vitamin A in it. So by the time you do all of that and you do it for a couple of years, it can just build up to dangerous levels. Now, most people forget to take their vitamins after about two weeks. Right. We don't often see it. You know, I know with all my patients, you're saying, look, I take the vitamins, but I usually forget after a week or two. So right. what we need is just to be careful and not necessarily jump in. There are definitely some vitamins we do need to take. And I have a post up on my Instagram at D, just with a bit more detail. But some of the big ones that we do need to look at would be vitamin D, especially in Ireland. That's pretty much every day, isn't it? You're supposed to take that. Every day. I would. Now, I know the official recommendation definitely is through the winter, but in summer, if you're, even though the sun is a little bit stronger in summer, we need to be wearing sunscreen to protect against skin cancer. And once you have your sunscreen on, your vitamin D production in your skin goes down. So do you know what? It's something I do take all year round. Uh, and I think vitamin D really important. Um, you know, you folic acid then. So, you know, woman three months before pregnancy and during pregnancy needs to take folic acid. And I do hear lots of people going, oh, you get folic acid in green veg. You will never eat enough green veg to hit what you need for pregnancy. There's a reason we say you need this supplement. Um, you know, so we can have very healthy diets, you know, but there are times where we can take supplements. We just need to be careful. Right. I better tell people some of the recent studies of the US study found no long term benefit to taking multivitamins, single vitamins yeah. or special combinations. Uh, they found taking the supplement beta carotene increased risk of lung cancer. Uh, recommend in smokers. In smokers, in smokers, all right. We okay. know that for a long time in smokers, yeah, but in everybody else, not really. All right. Um, they said uh, don't take vitamin E and, uh, and they said basically, mm. uh, you know, avoid all this. Well, just trying to get a balance on all of this is, is, I find, the hardest thing. The thing about that study, though, when you look at it, they were looking at people taking quite high doses over those supplements. They were taking well over, you know, we talk about the 100% 
on yeah. your RDA or your reference intake. So when we look at studies where people are taking things like high dose of vitamin E for a long time, we do see that slight increased risk of cancer and heart disease. Now we can't say for definite, like it's the studies are not strong enough for us to go absolutely don't, but it's not something that you would recommend. But if someone was taking vitamin E that was a little bit as part of a general multivitamin, we don't see harm from that. Okay. And where, yeah. I, I suppose the thing it's saying that if you're one of a hopefully a small number of people who think that if you take a broad range of multivitamins, mm. you don't need to worry about a healthy diet or anything like that. That's absolute pants, isn't it? Totally. Let's, I, I'm forever saying a supplement is a supplement to a healthy diet. It's not instead of a healthy diet because, you know, the thing about supplements is they give you very specific, you know, vitamins, you get B vitamins and your vitamin A and all the rest. You'll get usually some minerals in there as well. But there's a vast other range of nutrients that we need. So there's no carbohydrates in that. There's no protein. There's no healthy fats. But also we talk about sort of antioxidants or plant-based nutrients. And we're only even beginning to identify lots of them. So at this stage, we've around 150 different things that we know the body needs. And popping a pill won't do it. No. You know, you've got to actually sit down, unfortunately, and you certainly won't get enough fibre. You've just got to eat that. Because yeah, that comes across as a really simple solution. And if one thing life has thought is there are no simple solutions and you need to research your diet and your exercise. And, and what, what do you do then? Though, Say you are kind of, you know, pretty healthy, you think, diet wise. How do you work out whether you do need some supplemental help? Well, do you know what? Go and see a registered dietitian. Ah, it's yeah. really simple. I see this people for years come, but you know, how do you find out about nutrition? It's like, well, if you're writing a will, would you not go and see a solicitor? Like if you have a sore leg, you go and see the physiotherapist. If you're actually thinking, you know, I want, I'm, go, I'm about to spend 200 euros on supplements, well, I might spend 100 euros on a consultation with a dietitian. The amount of money I've saved patients over the years, <laughs> they come into me with a bag of stuff and I pick out two or three and go, right, you can just put the rest. There's a lot. And I'm, you know, I know we're specifically talking about vitamins here, but the amount of supplements on shelves when you go looking and I just go seriously they, you know a lot of them unless in special circumstances you know there is that we talk about therapeutic nutrition a lot there's definitely times I work with the celiac society we have patients always on vitamin D and they often need B vitamins and stuff like that so there's times and places for it but before you spend a fortune on vitamins go and see a dietitian. Right but isn't it very tempting to walk in and see all those different things that you can take mm-hmm. and just think this is the little missing ingredient that will get me into whatever's annoying oh, yeah. me arthritis whatever will just disappear overnight Yep. It's very tempting. It's very tempting. It is. So, and it's, it's kind of sold as that a little bit. Oh, we'll fix this, fix this. If it was a quick fix, it would be great. And, you know, with nutrition, they everything, nutrients interact so much. And that's where sitting down. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, I did my own research. You can pick up a good bit. But, you know, as I say, Google will give you the right answer. It also gives you the wrong answer. So sometimes sorting through all of the nutrition that's out there is actually very difficult. And that's why, you know, sit down with someone who actually has studied it and right. would know what to do with it, you know. And if I if I go along to you and I sit down with you, what happens then? Do you do blood tests on me or how do you decide where my depends. deficiencies are? Depends on what's going on. You would actually, as a dietitian, you're very, very well trained in how to take what we call a proper history where you'll sit down and not just look at nutrition, but you look at symptoms, about all, all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, most of the time you can tell very quickly someone is just not eating enough of certain foods. And, you know, blood tests you'll use to a certain extent. But to be honest, you know, you, some of the blood tests, you, it, some of the nutrients are actually very difficult to test for. Like blood calcium levels tell you nothing about the actual amount of calcium you're eating. So for some nutrients, we can get very clear tests for things like iron and stuff like that. Others, you're really just looking at what's in the diet and having a really detailed look at that. And that's where you'd actually go. And that's where that expertise comes in for you. If I do see lots of people go, my blood calcium is fine, has no relation to what you're eating. It, you really have to come down to what you're, what's in your food. All right. Um, there's a text, an interesting one I must put to. A listener says, my little girl gets sick quite often. Should I give her multivitamins? Her diet is terrible. I try my best. 
Well, I would definitely be taking her to see a dietitian, um, but I'd also be going to the GP. I'm sure they probably have um, if they're getting sick a lot and, and poor diet. But like dietitians will look at nutrition, but we work a lot with fussy eaters and helping that whole education on how to eat for children if you have children who are quite restricted in what they're eating. Um, so that's kind of where to go with it. You could try a multivitamin to top them up with their very poor diet because that will kind of cover them for some things. And one of the issues, if kids do get low in iron, their appetite often goes as well. So it becomes a double problem. So that's where, you know, if you get to see, um, look for a dietitian that works with kids and they'll really be able to help you um, with that. OK, uh, there's a lot of interest in the vitamin D thing because people do think because it's it, that's something you would normally get in sunshine uh, that you'd only ever take it during winter. But um, as, as we seem to really don't, not get any sunshine these days, um, should it be an all year thing at this point? So with the, the recommendations are for winter. For sure. So everybody in Ireland in the winter needs to be taking and that's for children right the way up. There's recommendations that personally myself, I would take it all year round. But I suppose for me, it's the, the lack of sunshine, let's face it, in Ireland. But I would always wear sunscreen as well because I worked for a few years in a head cancer unit. And I tell you, when you see that, you will wear sunscreen and a hat and never go out without it. Um, so I do. So I would take vitamin D in the summer as well. So, you know, we do know that if you can kind of get about 20 minutes sunshine hands and face for a lot of people that will give them the vitamin D but for me I just would put the sunscreen on I have to right, that's a good combination having worked in that clinic and, and telling people to take vitamin D um, others asking uh, what's a high dose of vitamin D so we don't recommend anyone takes more than 100 micrograms of vitamin D a day that's what we call the upper tolerable level but I actually wouldn't even let people go near it. Um, so if someone, the only time you'd actually look for a, a high dose, usually the highest you'd give anyone would be 75 micrograms a day. And that is for someone who's had a blood test and has a deficiency of vitamin D. Someone who doesn't, you know, the rest of us who are out and about and generally okay, 15 micrograms is more than enough. There was a big thing during COVID when vitamin D was out there is supporting your immune system, which it does. Um, and suddenly everyone's on 75 micrograms of vitamin D. I'm like, you don't need it. You know, if you've had a blood test and you're deficient, yes, for a short period of time, but we're back to that vitamin D you can overdose on. It's a fat-soluble vitamin and fat-soluble vitamins can build up in your body. So we don't want high doses of those. So are you saying around 50 milligrams? Is that what you said? 15. No, no. 15. Yeah, I wanted to be 15, clear on that. I thought, I thought I was going to hear you. Yeah. So 15. Quite a low dosage. It's just really a little back up on the whole thing. Now, it's up from what it was. It used to be five micrograms was the general recommendation. But over the last few years, just as research is... Um, coming out with that and um, TU Dublin doing a huge amount of research on that. Um, Dr. Dan McCartney there doing a huge amount on it and we are seeing that increase in um, sort of the vitamin D levels for it. Okay. But and yeah, one, one, one last one for you on, on vitamin D. Um, should celiacs take increased doses of vitamin D? It's from Colin. All celiacs should definitely be on vitamin D. Um, people with celiac disease have a really increased risk of osteoporosis compared to everybody else. So we want to make absolutely sure that they have vitamin D because we need that to absorb calcium. Um, it's one of its many functions. But so definitely any of my celiac patients, and we do recommend it for in the celiac society that people take vitamin D. Very good. Uh, Sarah, thank you very much for joining us today. And a pleasure talking to you. And a healthy diet uh, is the num- number one thing, obviously, in all of that. Uh, pleasure talking to you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.